Alright, alright, we are back with a brand new episode of Right on Square Circle. I am your host, Danny G. And welcome, welcome back to the squad. It's like you never left. Scotty, pretty too hotty right now. Hollinsworth, what's going on, pal? What's up, man? It's the shirt. I know it is. It's the shirt. It's I know. Beautiful shirt. Oh, God, man. It's, uh, I'm trying to pull, I'm trying to pull a uh, Kyle move, you know, I come back and forth every other week. <laughs> keep it, you know, keep it fresh, you know? That way nobody cool. forgets me. They anticipate me coming back every single time. And, and on that note, Kyle is once again out. He is in Orlando having a great time. Uh, we see pictures and everything. So Kyle can't wait to have you back very soon. He should be coming. Hopefully, maybe next week we'll get a surprise Kyle appearance on the show. Uh, Scott, how was uh, North Kakalaki? Oh, North Kakalaki, man. It was good. Got to see my family. Surprised my parents for their uh, their birthday and their anniversary. It's weird. Wow. It goes my dad's. It's my dad's birthday. The next day is my mom's. The next day is their anniversary. So. Oh, all right. Right, knocked it all out. And exactly. The, I, I brought them the greatest gift of all time. Uh, it was me. Huh. So. <laughs> now they, they probably open the door and they're like, "Shit." Shit. <laughs> yeah, probably. They're God like, "Damn, damn it!" They're like, "This is going to be the first time we could celebrate our birthdays without him being here, and here he is fucking Ooh. it up." <laughs> and, uh, I'm going to announce to the world: Scotty's got a girlfriend. Yeah, we're, yeah, we'll go there. We'll go there. Congratulations, pal. Thanks, buddy. Congratulations. I was happy yeah. to see you. That was, a, that was a good start to my day, honestly. I, I called out of work today. I wasn't feeling too bright after the concert. Um, I lost feeling my too- <laughs> well, man's I lost like, my voice. Man said, I went to J. Cole last night and I ain't feeling too good. Yep, today. I, saw, <laughs> I saw J. Cole last night. He is my favorite rapper in the game. Uh, I lost my voice last night. I woke up this morning. It was really bad. Drove down to the convenience store. Got me a nice cold iced tea. Went back to sleep, and I woke up, and I got my voice back, and we are here. We're ready to talk some wrestling, guys. Um, obviously, if everyone has been keeping up in the wrestling world, some major, major, major news came down yesterday that Ring of Honor has released every single superstar on their roster from their contractual obligations. Now, there is some conflicting reports. Some reports are saying that they are taking the first quarter off. Brian Alvarez's Twitter is confir- is not confirming, but they are led to believe that the COVID-19 pandemic seriously ruined financially Ring of Honor, and they may be going under, and Ring of Honor may need to get bought out, or they seize operations. Um, yeah. Super sad stuff. You never want to see... Uh, it was a it was a good company. Um, you know, they've they've produced a lot of talent that you know we see in WWE, we see in AEW, New Japan, Impact. And to see them close their doors, possibly it's it's heartbreaking. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, it's for one, it's a wrestling company. So of course it's heartbreaking to see them, even if it's for what they say the first quarter of the year, still to watch them shut their doors. Because of, like you said, more than likely the COVID pandemic, man, it's sad. You know, it's it's been going on for 19 years now. So all of a sudden, you know, you're going to have this huge fan base that are like, what do we do for four months? You know, obviously there's more wrestling out there. But like you said, you know, you have all this talent that is now going to be, you know, quote unquote free agents. If they go elsewhere and they sign contracts, who is who is there to keep 
I'm sorry. That was I lost my. That was way. That was horribly put. If everybody goes out and just new con, you know, contracts, who will come back? Will anybody come back? You know, you exactly. have, you have your faithful. I think that will come back. Like I think the Briscoes would come back. I think Lethal would come back. But like most of the crowd, especially if they can go off to AEW or WWE, which I see AEW being more of the greener pasture for them because WWE just. I don't think they've announced, you know, they really don't want no more indie stars. So that leaves AEW or New Japan for them to really bounce to that is a big company still. Well, and, and Impact, I guess. Impact, I don't understand how Impact has not gone down. That has to be funded by the richest person in the world, and which yeah. is all secret. <laughs> but I think... I think Impact is going to be the way that a lot of these guys go because Impact and Ring of Honor have always had like that connection. Yeah. So I think Impact, especially for guys that they're led to believe that Ring of Honor is going to come back in April of 2022, you know, the guys like the Briscoes, EC3, Jay Lethal, Marty Skrull, you know, these guys may just go to Impact, ride it out for a little bit. Don't put them, you know, you know give them like, title shots here and there, keep them relevant. And then Ring of Honor comes back. But if Ring of Honor does seize operations, if they can't find an investor or anything after a final battle, I really see guys like the Briscoes, they will go to, you know, the, the, they have, there's a thriving tag team division in AEW. You got Jay Lethal, who to me, in my opinion, is the face of Ring of Honor. Oh, absolutely. He's going to be... He's going to be the hottest free agent in the market right now. Um, EC3, I, I've always been a fan of his. I think he's, I think he's really good. Uh, EC3 is a tough one, man. Marty Skrull. You know, these are some really talented guys out there. Even like the ladies, Angelina Love is at Ring of Honor. Hey. Angelina Love, man. She was she was something else, man. When when TNA was bumping. I'm telling you, the beautiful people. I was four. Oh yeah, years. for sure. Velvet Sky and um, oh, was, God, Velvet Sky, Angelina Love and um, Madison Rain. Dude, I'm dude. I there's many times my mom walked in during their entrance and she was not happy at twelve year old me, but twelve year old me was very was very happy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I mean, woman. where 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 does the roster go? You brought up EC3, man. I I fear for him. And the reason I say that is because, you know, like he goes to Ring of Honor and it's like he's done his stint in Impact. He's done his stint in WWE. I, the only place I feel like left would be AEW for him to still go be a fresh face for the company and honestly, like honestly still have a place almost. You know, so I think Jay Lethal, if, if, Ring of Honor was to just cease. They were to be, they were just to be done. They announced later that like we can't come back. We're done. I think Jay Lethal would go to uh, go to WWE. That'd be massive. I do. I and I think I would. It would be huge, dude. And the reason I say that is because like he, yes, he's the face. I think of Ring of Honor. I agree with you on that. But he would just be a solid, solid superstar to have in WWE because I mean the guy can do damn near anything hell he made the macho man's gimmick his for what <laughs> how many machismo. years black machismo baby so i mean yeah the ring of honor news man that was 
it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking as a wrestling fan because regardless if you like them, you hate them, to watch a wrestling company go under, it, it sucks, man, because that's a lot of favorites. big one. Like that, yeah. they're considered a big company. Uh, you know, to some wrestling fans, they're considered a big uh, business-wise. They're they're they fall into like that mid, you know, mid tier. Um, yeah. And like I said, I, I I've preached on this podcast numerous times that if you don't like sports entertainment, stuff like Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW give you that alternative wrestling that you may be very much interested in. Or you know now uh, you know GCW starting to get up there. Uh, they're starting mm-hmm. to. Really- they're really starting to pick up a little bit of steam. GCW um, is the next ECW, I think. Oh, yeah, no, they're about to start turning into some wild shit, but that's a, another conversation for another day. Um, <laughs> Jay Lethal, if we're going to talk about Jay Lethal, if I needed someone to, because we've, we've talked about how, quote-unquote, NXT is dead, you put him on NXT 2.0, and he starts leading, like, the next wave of NXT talent, and stuff like that, you know. I, you know, obviously we have we have the we have Steiner's nephew now who's starting to get a really big push. Oh yeah. So you know, you know Jay Lethal. I I agree. Jay Lethal and WWE. I wouldn't put him on Raw or SmackDown. I think he goes to NXT, where he can where NXT is. You know, he could start leading that next wave of talent. I agree, and because he was wave with nothing but just respect power he would make it something for sure he would make because i mean i'm still skeptical on this whole nxt 2.0 thing so if you could have somebody like jay lethal kind of leading it dude it could it could take off like nxt you know 1.0 i think (laughs) i mean nothing will ever beat the original nxt no hell no dude that 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 bar's too that bar's too high for these guys yeah, that way too that's way just, too that's high. I'm be not a dream for wrestling I'm fans not, forever. <laughs> that was like the that was a big one for me. That was like whew. another guy too. So, you know, another guy too for a Ring of Honor, Kenny King, athletic. He would fit in beautifully at NXT. I say yes, but I see him more. I see him more of the AW guy. I don't. I don't see many Ring of Honor guys as a WWE guy, only because I don't see. They hate WWE. It's still that. Yeah, that they hate WWE. They don't like the uh, as much as we, you know, love to say that WWE is the best company to work for. At least I do. But it's it's micromanaged like a motherfucker. You can't like you can't do anything without it being micromanaged. So I understand people wanting to go to AW or Impact or New Japan. You still have that freedom. You can still say fuck on your Twitter and you know, not yeah. get in trouble for it <laughs> and say shit on live TV. Yeah, exactly. You can still get away with stuff versus WWE. It's very much micromanaged and I don't, mm. <laughs> you know, jumping into micromanaged and you know, we're, we're going to move past the ring of honor stuff and we're going to keep, you know, we'll keep everyone updated with ring of honor, see what's going on there. But like I said, personally for me, I think uh, on my end, I think they're seizing operations. I think they're done as a company. I think they're trying to give, they're trying to do like one last, like, you know, you know, clear, you know, you know, a little, a little heart jump. But I think they're done. I think, I think final battle, I'm definitely going to tune in. It's on December 11th. If I'm, if I'm correct, final battle, 
might be an amazing show because if they're really going to seize operations, they're going to see old alumni come back. Oh, I bet you see Adam Cole. I bet you see Brian Danielson. Oh, yeah, you'll see. I'm not sure if they're allowed to work Ring of Honor, but like, true. I'm not sure if they're allowed to work Ring of Honor, but you're you're definitely going to see a lot of surprises, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. And they'll put on one hell of a show. Yeah. But, um, so to move over, to move to micromanage, and I think this is starting to, it got a little concerning now for AEW where, uh, the Lance Archer situation where Lance Archer, everyone knows who he is, big boy, big power guy decides to go to the top rope and attempt a moonsault that went, that could have gone horrible. That could have gone tragically wrong. Luckily, he, luckily nothing happened. I think he just dinged his head a little bit, but they did have to stop the match. He got eliminated from the world title tournament because of, you know, because of what happened. He overshot the moonsault and banged his head on the mat, and you can see he was lost, and Eddie Kingston ended up winning the match. My question to you is, to avoid that now, does AEW maybe pull back the wrestler's creative freedom? Do they maybe start scripting some moves, not all, but some, or should guys like Lance Archer, who are not exactly that type of wrestler who are supposed to be doing moonsault on the top rope, should they just stick to the quote-unquote stereotypical big man moveset? Um, a, a little bit of both. I, I, I say a little bit of both. The micromanaging, you know, the setting a little bit of a boundary, I, I think 100% they need to. You know, obviously... I always say, if you're going to run a wrestling company, have it run by somebody who knows wrestling. Because, yeah, we say that, you know, WWE is so strict. But that's how they keep all their guys so safe. You don't want to see, you know, Vince would have never A-OK'd Braun Strowman doing a summer, you know, a moonsault off the top rope. There's no way. He's just not, he's not built for that. He may have wanted to try. Lance Archer wanted to try, obviously. But one, I mean, one more inch could have been his life for all we know. You know, and it's like, exactly. So you have to, you have to set boundaries. You have to go Lanch. You're too big. You know, you don't have to be 100% just a bulldozer. You can have some athleticism to you, but I mean, look at Damien Priest. He's a big taller guy. He still has some athleticism to him, but he's not doing flips. And but remember, they did the same to Randy Orton. Uh, Randy Orton used to like going to the top rope too much and he would always get mm-hmm. hurt or he would ding up his shoulder and eventually they're like, you don't have to do that. That's not you're 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 not built to be like a Rey Mysterio, a Rob Van Dam. Like you're not built like those guys who can do those moves and you know they can contort their bodies in that way where they don't get hurt. Yeah. You know, WWE attempted it. Brock Lesnar could have died at WrestleMania when he tried that on Kurt Angle. He could have died. Oh, dude, he was oh god, I that's still one of the scariest moments in wrestling. It's beautiful. It is beautiful to watch, but God, it is scary watching the impact. Or when Undertaker jumped off the top, uh, he went over the the, oh, the, the, the ropes at WrestleMania, and the camera guy's right there, and he collides with him, and you know Undertaker basically goes like a scorpion drop, and he almost you know he could have gotten really really dinged Dude, up who, on that one. Whoever is that camera guy, 
I hope he got a raise after that pay-per-view for t- tr- attempting, at least even attempting to catch The Undertaker. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'd If you would have run that by me, like, hey, man, during the match tonight, you're going to try to t- uh, catch Taker as he jumps over the top rope. I'd been like, hell no, I'm not. Oh, that's <laughs> 10, 300 pounds. You're going to get out. I'm going to yeah. get out of the way. Okay. I'm not catching anything. The only thing I'm catching is a black eye. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, uh, uh, let's get back on. Let's get back to uh, do you do we pull the creative freedom or do we just tell guys like, look, you're six eight. I appreciate that you want to do a moonsault, but you're six eight, two seventy five. It's not meant for you. Um, I'm gonna say pull it back just a little bit. I do. I think pull back just a little bit. You know, don't take away all creative, but. If you're going to do something like that, it needs to be something that is practiced and perfected in a safe, you know, like in a safe practicing environment for a for a while before you try to put it on television. Because yes, I mean moments like that are amazing. If he would have completely done that, you know, perfectly, amazing moment to watch somebody like him do that. But it's gotta be, it can't just be something that you run by, you know, the boss man. The day of, like, hey, I'm gonna attempt a moonsault today. No, like that needs to be something that's a month or in just advance. not say anything and do it in a match. That they're they're probably looking at him up and they're going on the top of like, what's he doing up there? And why mm-hmm. why is his back facing the ring? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I do. I think pull back just a little bit, just for safety. But also, we're talking about going off strip real quick. Let's talk about Charlotte Flair. She has landed herself. In some shit, dude. So I was gonna actually do a TikTok about it. I was gonna put <laughs> Charlotte Flair as a green skin. I was gonna try and break down every single little thing that has happened. And you know, before before we get into this, I want to give a shout out to my boy Chris. If you guys have not seen it yet, this week's episode of How Do You Eat This? We got some yummy, delicious mashed potatoes from Bose. And let me tell you, when I was down in when I was down in Panama City Beach, Florida, those mashed potatoes were gold. Loved every second of it. He explains how to properly eat mashed potatoes, how to properly pour that beautiful brown gravy on top of the mashed potatoes. It is gold. It was hilarious. I loved every second of it. Check it out on the Right On Network YouTube page. And a new episode as well, Fantasy Football MD with my boy Drew and RJ and Chris helping out on there as well. So, you know, shout out to them for always stepping up to the plate and doing their thing. Fantasy Football ND. Your season's almost done, but these guys can help you fix it, maybe get a last seed in the playoffs. Check them out, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, Fantasy Football ND. Now, jumping into the Charlotte Fleur situation, to me, it is the definition of entitlement. Absolutely. This is what happens when you give someone everything and you constantly give them everything. And when creative wants to go in a different direction, they backlash. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. They don't like this person. They don't like that person. They don't like this. They don't like the way you you eat your mashed potatoes. They don't, you know. This and it it all stems from when WWE released Andrade, and ever since then the relationship between Charlotte Flair and and um 
and WWE has dwindled. Um, obviously, her and Becky Lynch just do not like each other, and it, it's a personal thing too. It's not. It's not an on-screen thing. Behind the behind the the, the 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 curtains, they do not like each other. No, I mean it's Becky. So first of all, I just want to say I'm very. That sounds mean to say. I'm very happy that Kyle's not on this episode because Kyle is just a Charlotte Flair lover. He thinks nothing wrong with this woman. I swear. So uh, <laughs> I, I finally, hope he's on next week. I pray. Oh, I hope he is too. And I might but, make a TikTok during the week just to um, poke fun at it. <laughs> yeah, and if you haven't checked it out, uh, right on Squared Circles now on TikTok. If I I posted two, I posted two pretty funny videos. That's the you know the point of the TikTok is to have fun, mix comedy and with wrestling. Scott, back to you. Go go <laughs> check it out, y'all. Go 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 check out Dan. He he does some pretty funny shit on there. <laughs> um, but. You know, you look at it as, you know, Becky Lynch, she didn't come in with the last name Flair. And Charlotte did, obviously. So, I'm, and I'm not going to take away Charlotte's ability to wrestle. She's a phenomenal wrestler. I will say she's probably one of the best to ever do it. But she had, like you said, that entitlement behind her last name. And then you had Becky Lynch who busted her ass for a long time to get to where she's at. And now, you know, we're supposed to have a segment where all you're supposed to do is trade belts. And yes, Becky was supposed to be the one that was handed the belt first. And she was supposed to raise both of them up at the same time, be cocky. I don't I don't understand why Charlotte can't put her ego aside to let that happen. Like it doesn't make you look weak, if anything. I mean, it just makes Becky Lynch look cocky, which is her whole character. She's she a heel. is. She is a heel. She is cocky. But you want to show your ass and throw the title onto the mat. I mean, I she must not like her job. She really must not like working for the WWE that much because now they're starting to pull her from media appearances and like all of this. And now you and she has no she has no backing from the girls backstage whatsoever. So I it's guarantee like, you. The next title match, she's dropping it. Oh, she's dropping. She's dropping the title, man. Whoever the I, ne- whoever she gets next, it's uh, I think it's at, at day one on January first. Whoever she gets in that match, it's, it's done. Unless her scary, attitude changes. Well, the thing I'm worried about, man, is like I, for one, I don't see that attitude changing. She's no. a flare through and through. But I don't like if they do decide to make her drop the title. I don't think she's going to do it respectfully. I I don't. I really don't. Oh, I see her almost doing and no. I see her like if she's gonna keep this little pissy attitude, man. Like I wouldn't be surprised if she did like a Jeff Jarrett from WCW and just lays down in the ring. Oh, dude, if she yeah. did that, oh, I'm telling you, they may they may terminate her contract if she did that. Probably, but like, they will I find the legal will find the way out of that contract because. Now, mind you, there's obviously the rumor circling now that because on you know Andrade is at AEW, the obviously now the oh yeah, Charlotte. You know, I'm pretty sure everyone. I'm pretty sure everyone who listens to the show knows that Andrade and Charlotte Flair are basically married at this point. Yeah. What I don't get though is like people are always like, "Oh, Charlotte Flair is AEW bound." Like, for one, it was one incident so far, but for two. She has like a multi-year contract. It's not like she can just, because she's pissed, you know, show her ass and all of a sudden just show up in AEW the next week. Mm -hmm. I mean, Vince could be petty and just make her keep her contract and then just never put her on TV. Yeah. No, it's, 
I mean, she could. I mean, the only, like obviously, if, if she were to get out of her WWE deal legally, that's the next step. She's going. She's going to go follow Andrade to AEW. But I guess I've, I've read a lot this week about the situation. This is not the first instance. Leading up to her, she's had a lot of backstage heat. She does not get along with any of the women backstage. And then obviously after that segment went completely left field, the story was, you know, Sonya Deville is backstage. Charlotte Flair is continuing to run her mouth. And it got it almost got physical, like real physicality almost happened backstage. And that's where Charlotte had to, you know, security removed her from the premises on SmackDown. She tried, hold on, was she going to fight Sonya? Sonia was Sonya? quote unquote ready to throw hands. And oh, that's she would have whooped Charlotte's ass, dude. Yeah, Sonia's <laughs> an MMA star. Like she, it, it would have been, it would have gotten really bad. Uh, that was a that was a story that they were in, and then they had uh, obviously they had security um, escort Charlotte Flair out of the arena, which is now this is where the downfall to me starts. And I've said this numerous times. She's great. You know, there's no denying the talent. But, you know, some of these some of these kids with Hall of Fame mothers and fathers, they think they can, you know, let me let's just run right in here. My dad is one of the greatest to ever do it. I do whatever the hell I want. I think she also and, forgets though that her dad is like blacklisted from the wrestling community right now. Yeah, and I, honestly, I think everyone forgot about that. I do too, but it's not really gaining uh, the traction that you know it should. I thought it was going <laughs> to <laughs> the traction it should have gained. Yeah, <laughs> there's a 72 hour rule, and I always said this in like in any sort of entertainment, you mess up big time, right? So hypothetically, like you know, say like this, and not even hypothetically, it did like Ring of the not Ring of Honor, wow, Dark Side of the Ring, Air View, uh, inter, you know, did that whole. Flight from Hell uh, biography or documentary, I'm sorry. And then it was gaining that steam the day after, the following day, and then 72 hours later, a bigger story comes out. Yeah. And then you're forgotten. And that's how, that's how it always works. 72 huh? hours, there's always going to be another story that follows yours. And oh, yeah. They put you to the side and they focus on that story. Something to forget about the bad. Exactly. But legally, I don't see any way of her getting out of that contract. Even if she gets like lawyers involved, I could see WWE if they're just tired of her crap. They just drop, she drops the title. They make her do matches on TV, but she probably won't see a title opportunity for quite some time. And if she does, she's going to lose. Yeah. I don't see her. I, if, if she drops the title, I don't see her being back on TV after it for a while. You have to you have to act a certain way. It doesn't matter if your dad is Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, you know, Cowboy Bob. Like it does not matter. You still have to present yourself in a certain way. And I'm surprised Ric Flair hasn't been in his daughter's ear saying, like, look, I made these mistakes in the past working backstage. Don't be like what I did. Like, learn from me. You know, get the respect of your locker room. Because if you don't have the respect of the locker room, that transfers to the ring, 
And if you're if you're wrestling someone that you truly don't like, it can get a little aggressive, and that's when people get hurt. Yeah, I uh, I honestly think that in her mind, I really I really believe that she thinks she's better than her dad now. This is what happens when you give someone what fifteen time champion. That's say she's almost she's almost tied her dad's record. <laughs> yeah, like like this is what happens when you give someone that and they can't they can't balance themselves out. Like we like like Cena's been a sixteen time champion. Has have you ever heard anything bad about John Cena? Not in recent years. I mean, if you go back to like the beginning, a little bit. But <laughs> but he was a he was a he was a kid. Yeah, but yeah, when, exactly. But when, like, but when Cena started getting title after title after title, oh, he straightened did up. Hear, did you ever hear? Oh, what a dick backstage. Uh, he you know he 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 spit on the creative uh you know board meeting and no he always rolled with it. They're like John Cena, you're gonna wear orange and uh. Uh, you're, you're gonna you're gonna drop the title at the Rumble. Uh, next year you're gonna wear purple and you're gonna win the title. Uh, the year, <laughs> yeah, basically next year you're gonna wear green and you're gonna you're gonna drop the title to Randy at Extreme Rules. Like yo, he just didn't care. He just went out and did his job. Well, he did what he wanted. He wanted to be a wrestler. He became a wrestler. He just enjoyed it. He enjoyed the hell out of it. But he literally lived the dream of. Every kid growing up, I want to be a wrestler. He became a wrestler. He became the biggest star and enjoyed it. But that was it. But one, uh, so I don't know how much you keep up with the whole Bray Wyatt situation. I, I think he is debuting tomorrow on Rampage. He is. I do. He's been spotted hanging out with the, uh, I can't remember his name, but the gentleman who made his fiend mask. There is actually a song on Spotify titled, um, oh, is it Wyndham? Is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah, Wyndham. Yeah, it's Wyndham, and it's, it literally says Wyndham theme for it. And it literally says theme song. And I'm going to have to listen to that. I'm going to have to listen to that. I'll send it to you. It sounds eerily kind of like his Fiend music. So it's still, it, to me, it gives me hope that that character is still going to live. It's obviously not going to be the fiend because copy, you know, can't really copy the WWE, of course. But I do believe he's going to be a masked character still. I do believe it's going to be dark. Me personally, I see him taking over the Dark Order because it just it makes so much sense to me. His character, of course, his friends, you know, him being friends with Brody, he would just he would fill those shoes with much respect and much dignity. And he'll do amazing, I think. Yeah, and I know he tweeted out today or yesterday or something. Uh, two more days. Two, two days. Yep. And I'm like, you're leading in the rampage. Yep. See, I thought it was SmackDown until I was reading through the comments and I saw somebody talked about the song. And I was like, oh, a new theme song. And I listened to it and I was like, oh, shit. Like, this is, this is going to be, this is going to be AW. So I'll be I'll, I'll be tuning in because I I mean I was I was a huge fiend fan so I was very upset when they released him but now uh, is it, it's win him with a dub with a Y right yeah okay I'm looking it up right now because that is um that that uh <laughs> if they if they leaked the theme song on Spotify I don't see it on here yeah if you find it send it to me. 
But like, that'll be a great debut. That'll be someone else. But you know, where do you throw him in? I guess he leads a dark order. But like, who, who do you go after first? I don't know. Idea. My thing is, um, it's the the roster is starting to become. Um, it's starting to become a little too packed. It, it's becoming really, really, really packed. And I don't know. Like, I can't, I, I, I can't see a, a feud for him right now. I, I really can't see any type of feud for him. And, you know, I don't know. Because Adam Page went out and, um, and you know he uh he attacked the what was it the, one of the jack uh, one of the young bucks last night he was in that he was in that costume or whatever so maybe something to do with the elite right scott um i wouldn't mind that i wouldn't mind him going against the elite because if especially if he took over the dark order because it's kind of a you know group versus a group then it makes kind of sense but I mean, other than that, I, mean, I don't, I don't know who who do you go against? Like you said, it's so that that was one of the things I have a problem with with AEW. It's just you know, yeah, you want to sign, of course, the top stars. You want to sign, you know, people that will put asses in seats. But when you sign seventy four of them, hmm. you can't. And your time slots are one. Your time slots are shit. And then you're not putting, but only an hour on. How do you get everybody on? Like, I, I guess that's why everyone has four managers. That way, everybody gets TV time. But you can't. And that's why I'm scared with these Ring of Honor guys now, free to do whatever they want. Yeah. Because a lot of them have very good friends on AEW programming. Absolutely. This is what I'm afraid of, and I'm afraid, I, when I, when That's the first thing I, I, I thought of. I'm like, these guys are leaving. Do you go to the hottest brand in wrestling right now, which is, you know, it's the freshest, newest brand. It's, it's, it's AEW. And all of your friends are there from the indie scene. Yeah, I mean, it to me, Adam Cole would be a big person to try to bring people in from Ring of Honor, I think. Especially I... I think Kevin Owens is next to go to AEW. God, I hope not, man. I like Kevin in WWE. I know they don't do much with him, but... Kevin I still, Steen I still like him back. in there. Kevin Steen will be back one day. He will be, but I don't know, man. If I see anybody coming to AEW, it's going to be Matt Taven and Mike Kanellis. And the only reason is I think they would reform the kingdom with Adam Cole. Hmm, that's an interesting one. I, I see that. I see at least those Wait, do two. Do you see Adam Cole breaking from the elite to do that? Yes, and I think that's how they would do it. Would be those two show up, you know, people go, oh shit, Adam turns, joins them, we get the kingdom back, you know? But, and Bobby Fish is now in uh, AEW, which is a waste of time to me. God, it's such a fucking waste of money. It's a waste, waste of time. time. He's great talent, but he's just so injury prone, he's, he needs to retire. It's a shame. It um, is. But, uh, Scotty, uh, Wrap us up, take us home. Let's let everyone uh, let's let everyone enjoy their Thursday night. All right.
You guys heard it. Y'all enjoy. Oh, actually, y'all enjoy your Friday for when about the time you hear this. But check us out, y'all, on Facebook and on Twitter and Instagram. You got the right on squared circle. It's right on SQC on Instagram and Twitter. Check out the right on network, of course, on Facebook. Check out everything that we have. Like you said, you know, we have the How You Eat This, the Fantasy Hindi, just, of course, the sports podcast that they are, the sports show they do every Sunday morning on uh, Facebook or Meta, Meta Live. We're to call it now. Um, but y'all have yourself a wonderful weekend, guys, and we'll see you here next week. Yes, sir, everyone. And check out the boys Sunday morning. They'll, they'll give you a recap of the week in sports. They'll give you a preview for NFL Sunday. Check them out on Facebook Live this Sunday. And if you're not done with that, we got two words for you. Fuck it! <laughs> <laughs>